I totally agree. And I, I this is, oh, this is bad, Jared. This is bad. <laughs> what? I said I'd never do it again. I said I wouldn't. Oh, no. I said I oh, would never no. do it again, Jared. Oh, no. Here we go. Number four, Rock Emperor. Go. I'm going to Rock Here Emperor. Here we go. Well, see, now I'm... We're, we, we're f***ed because I have rocking for picks, so I mean, I, it's over now. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exact uh, there's only one site that you'll keep coming back to So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website that'll win you the most Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Parks, and Batoga And all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets Plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com as good as it gets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs, racingdudes.com For all of your leads, racingdudes.com For all of your bets, racingdudes.com As good as it gets What is up, I'm Jared Welch, he's Aaron Hoffman This is Blinkers Off, what's up man? What's going on man? Yeah, it's uh, man, we were just good talking before we got on the air Gosh, this weekend is jam-packed, it's, uh, it's going to be amazing So, uh, yeah, very, very happy to be here. Uh, I love the background picture. It's when Tenfold won the uh, Jim Dandy. And what's funny about it is future Breeders' Cup Classic winner Vina Rosso, also pictured in this race, was third in the Jim Dandy to Tenfold. So that shows you how much things can change uh, just in one year. That did, Yeah, let's see if I can get... Uh... See if I can get that on the screen so people can see without taking us out. But yeah, that it, it's amazing that you know this is. You look at this is obviously the Jim Dandy would have been what? What year would that have been? Like two thousand? Oh gosh, I was standing on the rail. So eighteen, maybe seventeen. Yeah, how old is tenfold? The years uh, really but... start to blend together on me. <laughs> the more we go, I used to be able to just pop those years off just like that. Uh, that would be two thousand eighteen. That Jim Dandy, and then uh, of course two thousand nineteen classic winner. Vina Rosso, who was third to, to uh, yeah, here you go. Um, so, yeah, uh, Vina Rosso's the five horse right there. He's all the way to the outside. Um, yeah. And then, of course, this, like the two horse was uh, tenfold. Of course, you remember ten, Remember this race where tenfold, like, darted out in the middle of the track? Yep. At, at the end of the race. And, like, I, I almost used that picture, actually, because there's a picture where he's, yep. like, way in the middle of the track. Not only do I remember it, I was standing right on the rail at the winner's circle uh, with a couple guys that that uh, worked for Todd Pletcher, and actually one of them had walked Tim, uh, Vina Rosso up to the gate, uh, the, or up, not to the gate, to the paddock, and uh, I had bet on Tenfold, and Tenfold ran right at us. I mean, <laughs> was looking us dead in the eye, running right at us. Of course, you know, Ricardo uh, ends up correcting them, straightens him out kind of just in time to get the win it was one of the worst jim dandies i've ever watched but and obviously for tenfold to win it and it's crazy that i bet tenfold that day and he's turned out to be so bad sometimes you're you're wrong about something but you're right so <laughs> at, the, at that one spot in time 
he's a, he's not a good horse. He never was a good horse, but he did win that race. So there's that. Well, hey, there's plenty of times where you bet a horse to win a race, not because they're going to be good, uh, you know, for a for a while. It's just they're just going to win that race. So, yep. um, but yeah, you know, to be honest, like tenfold, he obviously had the the hopes, and you know, you kind of thought he might be. You, you, at that point, you probably didn't think Vino Rosso was going to be the Breeders' Cup Classic winner um, a year later or whatever it was. So, it is funny how and these Pletchers, man, these they, they sometimes. You know, with those like Vino, like they are, you never know. He might get a really good three year old, but a lot of times they'll blossom, you know, at the right time. Um, yep. We're going to talk about some pledgers that might just do that uh, here this weekend. Yeah, it's a huge weekend. I mean, yep. like, like Bell's the one ran uh, yesterday. You had uh, obviously Saratoga ran again today. You have tomorrow, you've got the Curlin Friday being uh, tomorrow for us as the Curlin. And you got the Jim Dandy on the weekend, of course, Saratoga. Uh, big racing Vanderbilt is on, on the schedule there uh, on Saturday's card. Of course, the Bean Crosby out in Del Mar, which is the Breeders' Cup winner in for the sprint. Uh, Sunday, you got a Breeders' Cup winner in Del Mar for the uh, Distaff. And, of course, the Amsterdam is insanely good. Back at the Saratoga on Sunday with Jackie's Warrior and Drain the Clock rematch. So, I mean, it, it really has, like you and I were talking before the show, it's like, yeah, that's a, like, I mean, there's three or four potential Breeders' Cup winners, you know, running this weekend. Yeah, the sprint division has been really quiet uh, for a while now, but to have the Bean Crosby and the Vanderbilt, you got the best sprinters in the country. And, oh, by the way, like you said, the Amsterdam might have one of the best or two, I guess, sprinters in the country as well. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I mean, business picks up, right? The big horse essential qualities back. We'll talk about that. Uh, you know, last week, was kind of a little bit of a lull as far as getting hyped up for it. Now it ended up being unbelievable. <laughs> the Coaching Club American Oaks was fantastic. One of the most entertaining races of the year so far. And it only had four horses in it, but it still was entertaining. But you didn't have that buildup. This week, we got a lot of buildup to a lot of different stuff. Yeah, so let's uh, – obviously, we got a big show here. So, But what? let's touch on that a little bit because I – you know, some people might say, well, how was it that good? It was a short field, the favorite lost. How how can the TCA Oaks be that greater race, all things, you know, considered being a short field? Enlighten us. Why was it so good? Well, yeah, we talked about a lot on the, on the recap show, Saratoga recap show on Tuesday. Uh, it, it basically was a situation that, that reminded us all a lot of when American Pharaoh lost the Travers at Saratoga. Uh, at that that time, uh, when when Sarah, when Pharaoh lost to Travers, of course, by the name of Frosted, who many of us remember, uh, just unexplainingly pushed Pharaoh early. A uh, horse that likes to do, do his best running from off the pace pushes Pharaoh early, softens him up, and then Keen Ice just kind of watches it all unfolds. It goes right by. Same thing happened. Clarier, a horse we've seen many times that runs from off the pace. All of a sudden, Irad Ortiz says, you know what? I can't beat Malathot if I just let her go. I'm going to pressure her. Malathot takes the pressure, turns her away. Oh, there's old good old Ricky Ricardo Santana. He's just sitting right there in the catbird. <laughs> he says, I'll let these two fools go out there. I'll just keep my horse Maracuja right behind him. Goes right by Malathot there at the end. Uh, it was a fascinating race. Uh, it, it's one of those races, if you know what you're watching, Malathot probably ran better in that race than any of the races she's won because she showed I can take pressure. I can fend off pressure. She showed a ton of heart in this race. 
Uh, this is not her preferred running style, being on the lead like that. Uh, so she was out of her comfort zone. She ran very, very well in defeat. But uh, Santana and Maracuja, they give them all the credit in the world, man. They 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 smartly just stayed out of that thing and then and then went and got her late. It's Malathot on the inside, Clarier on the outside. Three quarters went in one eleven, and Maracuja is now making her move on the outside. So it's three of them across. Malathot, Clarier, Maracuja on the outside, and there's three sixteenths of the finish. Malathot digs down at the rail. Clarier's in between horses. Maracuja on the outside. Now a furlong to the finish in the Coaching Club American Oaks. It is Malathon. Here's a new challenge from Maracuja on the outside. Malathon and Maracuja, they will battle on to the finish in a terrific rendition here. And it looked like Maracuja got it, pulling off the upset over the odds-on favorite, Malathon. Yeah, it was one of those that even though we all kind of thought Malathon was an easy single and I'm sure knocked out a lot of people there, um, including us, it's just like, you kind of just sit there and like, wow, I mean, what, what more do you want out of a race? That was unbelievable. And, and it's so funny because I, I text you and I was like, dude, that reminded me of, of AP Travers. You're like, yeah, you should look at our Twitter because you're like, you're tweeting out about it and it was like blowing up. And I was like, oh yeah, exactly. But it was in a sense too, like the, with, with Pharaoh, you, you watch this battle down the stretch and as soon as you knew, okay, he's putting Frosted away, almost the same second you realize, uh-oh. Yep. Like, uh-oh, he's not, like, there's here, who is that? He's not going to hold that horse off. And the exact same thing happened here. Malathot, Clarier, it was a battle. Then you're like, okay, Malathot's got it. And you're like, uh-oh, like, this horse has got weight. And so it was just a one of those instances where, you know, just re two really good horses, you know, took it to each other. Well, Clarier's, uh, you know, and that's the other thing is you don't have any, there's no fault in, in the decision of, like, who it was a short field. You had to think that you're going to, you had like your decision to go. We all said that we said it before on the podcast, like Malthot needs to go. You can't expect that to happen with Clarier. And it's just one of those things with short fields, weird things can happen. And you kind of made mention of this um, a few times to me after the fact, it's like, you know, you wonder if this was, you know, let's say go to the Alabama, but a, a bigger field, if this even happens, because now all of a sudden you have that pace in there to kind of help dictate the race than Malathot can sit off of. Yeah, it's as if the short field got her beat more than anything else. She could have just sat back, ran her normal race, had a couple speed horses out there to kind of be a target, and that's that. But instead, like you said, I mean, we talked about it on the show last week before the race. You know, Malathot had the most speed in the race, so and she drew the rail, so it's like, yeah, he's probably just going to fall yeah. out on the lead. What we didn't expect is that we're just going to take shots at her. And kind of Mark, to Mark's point, it did. It uh, it was a little bit like I think I think they really ganged up on Smarty Jones a little more even than the mouth up. But the the point is accurate. They took their shots. They said we're going to work as a team and we're going to beat her ass, and they did. And I think the other thing that maybe factors into it. She still maybe could have won, but it was a little bit of a layoff. And maybe, you know, I'm not saying that the layoff cost her so much, but maybe she just wasn't quite ready for that kind of challenge. Like if she gets her normal mm -hmm. setup, normal race, she wins. And we're not saying that, but she really got tested. And, and it, she may have just not had that foundation, you know, just miss it just a little bit. And that's what got her beat. Because we're talking about a narrow margin. This was not a three-length win. This was very close. She still had a shot you know, 20 yards from the wire. She battled back again, but just could not hold off Maracuja.
Yeah, she, I mean, like I said, you look at that race and say, okay, that was amazing. She lost. I'll bet her, I'll bet her back next time. I yep. mean, really, she, she, she lost. You know, it's one of those, you know, we always talk about those fields where you're like, well, she has nothing to gain and everything to lose. Well, in that instance, she lost nothing in defeat. Mm-hmm. You, you're like, well, that was just an amazing effort. She threw it down. They went fast. Um, so, yeah, it was a hell of an effort. And, you know, uh, yeah, her ace puts her in a really good category, not the all-time greats category. Yeah, I mean that's probably fair. Yep. Um, I, I think she's really good, and uh, I think, you know, we had talked about Ricky. I know I'm sure you saw, listened last week, but like, like we're like, if she if she rolls here, maybe they go to the Travers. You know, unlikely, but maybe. But you're like, no, that's not. I mean, that she's not the that kind of category to yep. where she's going to go to the Travers off of that. No, no she's, doubt, she's not. Rachel, Songbird, you know, those that category. She's not there. Right. Yeah. And, and no. that and like I think Ricky put it well. I think that proves it. You know, she it, yes, I know we're saying she ran very well in the feet, but still, you got beat by Maracuja. Come on. I mean, you know. <laughs> so but yeah, Alabama gonna be uh, gonna be different for her for sure. And I think she'll be the favorite. And when the time comes, we'll we can make that decision, but she'll be a deserving favorite in that race. All right. What's the best thing you saw today? Listen, I, I'm going to stick with the horse racing theme, the Saratoga theme. I, you know, today at Saratoga, it was pouring down rain. It was awful. I don't even care. I just am so glad to have it back, have it back to normal. Um, just just be able to watch it. Like yesterday, we had a grade two race run on a Wednesday. I mean, that's what makes Saratoga so awesome. So just have it back and be able to watch it every day. That's uh, that, that will probably continue to be the best thing I've seen, uh, you know. Until for, September. For another six weeks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, until the end of the meet, then you'll have something, you'll, you'll have football to look forward to. Right. Um, I'll go with the news that we just heard a little bit ago with yep. uh, our boy Russell Westbrook being a, a Laker now. And, you know, you and I being OKC fans, um, you know, he's the one guy that, you know, he stuck with the, uh, the Thunder for a while. And, of course, you, when he left, you kind of like, well, I get it. And so maybe the Lakers can be, you know, we can root for the Lakers while OKC builds back up. Uh, to be, you know, obviously they've got like a thousand draft picks in the next next couple of years, yeah. um, so they're in the rebuilding stage. But it, I would just, you know, I I think uh, I think Russ deserves a ring, and it's kind of cool to see him end up with the Lakers. I know a lot of people don't like LeBron, but uh, I'll be rooting for him. Well, I'll say this: I'm glad that he's going to have people around him, and now there's no excuse. You you go out and you win your championship, or, you know, or be very very good next year or what they say about you might be true you know i i yep. personally yep. here's the deal if you've watched russ day in and day out you you know that what what kind of the national scene says about him is not really true you know russ definitely seems like a prick from the outside looking in there's no doubt about it he seems like an asshole for sure but when you watch him play 82 games a year like we did for many years he he brings it every night he plays hard every night um, is he a perfect point guard? Nope. Nope. He's not, but he, he's a very talented player. So there's no excuse. Now you got LeBron, you, you know, you got Anthony Davis, you got to go win now. Yeah. There's literally, I mean, if they can do it with Schroeder, they can do it with, <laughs> they can do it with him. So yeah. I, you know, I, I think, like you say, this is, there's any, obviously he's, he's got to be tailing off his career a little bit at some point. So yeah. it's like, this is probably it, you know. This is his chance to go win one, and he deserves one. So let's see if he can get it done. But seeing that news, um, he could have ended up with a lot of different teams that I maybe not would been would have not been so thrilled about. But uh, I think the Lakers makes a lot of sense, and yep. obviously they needed a guy like him. So I thought I thought CP might go there. Um, Still, might. Kinda, that was 
I guess, yeah, that was the other one. I was like, I was hoping that maybe it went there because obviously another, well, you know, not really a Thunder like Russ was, but, you know, a guy that we rooted for. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought it'd be cool to see him get one too because it was kind of sucked to not see him win or get a ring this year. But no, uh, I'd love to see Russ do it. So Good. glad that he's a Laker now. Congratulations to our boy, Russell Westbrook. All right, today's show, we're going to preview. The $600,000 Jim Dandy Stakes, Saratoga. Then we're going to give rapid-fire selections for the remaining stakes action this weekend at Saratoga and Del Mar, including the 300K Bean Crosby Stakes at Del Mar. Beers Cup winner in for the sprint. Let's go. All right, Saturday at Saratoga, race nine, the Jim Dandy Stakes, grade two, a 600K for three-year-olds, going one and one-eighth miles, field of six lines up for this one, but we got a heavy favorite here, number five, your Belmont Stakes winner, coming back from that race, essential quality, your champion, your two-year-old champion, probably your three-year-old champion, he's one to two going into this race, what do you, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting race because you got like Mass Parade, Wayburn, keep me in mind. But it just seems like all those horses are going to be running for second. Essential quality. This is obviously a prep for the Travers. I don't think he can be beat. Do you? No. I, you know, here we go again. We had Malathot last week and we were on the show. Oh, they can't beat her. And then they beat her, you know. And so that that uh, storyline of the graveyard of favorites or the graveyard of champions of Saratoga it lives on and it, it hangs in the balance here. No question about it. I think it's going to be on the back of a lot of people's minds. Um, okay. So you kind of think, okay, what got Malathot beat? Well, running style wasn't exactly what she wanted to do. It looks like essential quality who has a similar running style as Malathot, but it looks like essential quality does kind of have those targets out in front. You're not going to see essential quality having to set the pace in this race. Right. Uh, you know, I think Wayburn is going to go, Mass Parade will go early. I mean, Dr. Jack moving up in class, but does have early speed. I think Essential Quality sits kind of that second and third spot. Uh, and then you look and you say, okay, well, how do you beat him here? I think you're going to have to try to sneak away from him. But then in the back of your mind, you got to think Hot Rod Charlie kind of snuck away from him in the Belmont, and he still caught him. Is there a Hot Rod Charlie in this race? No. Hmm, no. <laughs> so if the if the targets Wayburn and, and Mass Parade, I think Essential Quality gets it done. I, I'm not going to try to beat him, um, and, and I'll go as far as to say I am going to single Essential Quality here. Uh, this is a very difficult sequence. I'm not going to try to overanalyze it. I think Essential Quality gets it done. Yeah, you know, Mark says the same thing. I was, you know, it's like not only that, like he has this, their speed and he draws outside of the speed, so he's just going to sit the catbird seat the whole way around. He's got, a, yeah. obviously, a very smart jockey, Luis Saez, who's ridden him pretty much his entire career. Um, I mean, the horse has only lost once, and that was in the Kentucky Derby, and really, you know, you, you can make up excuses there, you know, but to me, whenever you see how Hot Rod came back in the Haskell, and he won the Haskell, he just got DQ'd from the Haskell, but he won, and, uh, you know, obviously it was very, very good. I mean, and it's such a quality beat him. He ran him down, and it's just, to me, essential quality. It's like, I feel like we're... And we're losing sight a little bit of how such a quality, how good he was. You know what I mean? Because everyone talks about Hot Rod, how amazing he was in the Belmont, how he ran too good to lose, myself included. Um, but you forget 
a horse won, right? A horse beat him, and that was yeah. essential quality. So, um, he to me, he's he's easily the one to beat here. And I don't, I just don't. I like if I was gonna pick a horse, it'd be Keep Me in Mind to beat him. And I, do I really want to pick Keep Me in Mind to beat Essential Quality? No thanks, I'll pass. Uh, if you had any doubt, you oh, I'm not sold on that Belmont. You, well, you made a really good point. Well, Hot Rod Charlie came back and whatever happened, happened. But you, what you can't deny is the horse, you know, he, he ran a tremendous race in the Haskell. So he backs up that and it's, it's just a situation. Essential Quality shows up, runs his race, it's over. And by the way, the pictures of this horse, like in the paddock and in the bar, he looks like he's thriving at Saratoga. He doesn't look like he skipped any meals. This horse looks like a Hulk out there. Uh, so I'm expecting big things from him. I think he's going to run really well. Um, <laughs> you mentioned keep me in mind. So here's something interesting. Uh, Ricky said today, we were talking about uh, Rosario. And he said the perfect horse for Rosario would have been Zenyatta because he's just so good on closers, right? <laughs> well, guess what? He kind of has Keep Me In Mind, who's definitely not Zenyatta, got- but has that running style. Okay, David Cohen, nothing wrong with him. Have no, I'm not going to sit here and bash David Cohen. But Rosario on Keep Me In Mind, he might move him up. Now, can he move him up to be at essential quality? No. But will the jock difference maybe make that horse a little better? I don't know. He's interesting. At least it's something new. They're trying something new. I mean, if there's one thing, you know, if there's one knock on Rosario, it's that he likes to get his horses too far back and too much to do. Well, guess what? Keep me in mind, he'll do that for you. So don't worry about that. He'll be back way in the back. You don't have to do shit, Rosario. But you know he's going to pump him. He's going to pump his ass down the lane. And maybe maybe he gets there enough. And if essential quality... You know, here's the thing. Keep me in mind, he's never sniffed 100. I guess he did run a 97 buyer in the Ohio Derby, but he lost. Um, yeah. You know, essential quality, you know, basically, you know, eats piece of shit like him for breakfast every morning. Keep me in mind. I mean, he he, he just, he, he runs 97 buyers in his sleep. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. Uh, so uh, to me, it's it's going to take a big time fall for essential quality to get beat here by keep me in mind. But, you know, maybe the, the bell curve for Rosario get it done for him. So you got to look at it kind of like this, right? We're kind of laughing at the thought that keep me in mind can win. Mask Parade is who a lot of people are going to back here. He beat Keep Me in Mind by a half length last time out. Yep. Mass Parade's at the now horse blowout win. Ohio Derby, we're excited about him. He's the new one. He beat Keep Me in Mind by a half length last time out. <laughs> this is a whole new ball game now yep. for Mass Parade. And he very well could finish second in this race because I think Keep Me in Mind could finish second in this race. But they're not at central at essential qualities level. They're just not. I mean, you could even take last week and say Clarier, you know, has been <laughs> running against the best ones. You know, three, you only lost by three links in the Oaks. Maybe, you know, she doesn't have to improve a ton. They got to improve a, a ton here to beat essential quality. Essential <laughs> <laughs> uh, quality is My shooter comment. McGavin. Keep me in mind is Laverty Daniel. We were, uh, you eat pieces of shit for oh, breakfast. Man. That's uh, I gotta watch that movie again. That and uh, and Billy Madison, man. I, those are just two classic movies that I've never, you know, I haven't seen in like forever. It feels like so. Uh, but no, it's such a quality to me. He's 
obviously like, with Malathot, obviously both coming in this race off stuff uh, with being an Oaks winner and, and the Belmont Stakes winner. But to me, essential quality is obviously very much more proven than Malathot. Um, essential quality to me just seems like the easy the easy choice here, and I'm not going to try to get too cute. I think you can get cute in some of the other legs. But not yeah. this one. No, I, I'm with you, and I think I think we'll talk about some other ones where we you might see an upset. I just don't think it's gonna happen here in this comment. It's funny. Uh, I'm jinxing the horse. Thanks. Uh, thank you for the stall connections. Go mask. I again, I've picked Mass Parade the last two races. I was very high on him in the Ohio Derby. Um, I don't have any, any problem with him. It, it's just it's a big jump. I don't care if you own the horse, train the horse, ride the horse. Biggest fan ever of the horse. You know it's a big jump. You know he's gonna have to run a race we haven't seen from him. So I don't have any problem with Mass Parade. I really like him, but it's going to be tough for the source to beat a central quality. I mean, it's, it's, it's just going to be really tough <laughs> to get the job done here. If a central quality, you know, like goes to his knees in the stretch or something, then I guess Mass Parade could probably win. That could, that's probably. Oh, if, he, if, yeah, if he has trouble, or if he just doesn't show up, Mass Parade is is the one to beat. There's no doubt. But you know, to that point, we we made a comment about Hot Rod Charlie uh, before the Haskell about you know, do you believe you know, like do you trust him enough? You're like, well, you trust him, and the same like essential quality, he runs his race every time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's never not ran his race. Even the Kentucky Derby where he lost, he 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 ran a great race. He hung, but he ran one of his second best race, you know, number wise of his career. So you know you're going to get an effort from them. It, it, so you got to feel like if one of these other horses, if you're going to go another way and try to beat him, you got to know that like, or you got to think, well, they're going to have to run. You know, it's not like, it's not going to be a matter of essential quality not showing up. It's going to be a matter. This horse runs huge. And I just don't see it. Yeah, no, I don't either. And, and, and for the, for the mass parade, you know, uh, fan in here, the other kind of scary thing, even if it is the graveyard of, of favorites or champions, however you want to call it. Usually it's not the second choice that wins. It's like the third choice or the fourth choice one. Even if you would have played against, you couldn't have had it. Like last week, you want to play Clarier and then Maracuja wins. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, so uh, you want to play Frosted to beat American Pharaoh, but Keen Ice wins, you know. So we'll see. I, I, I love it. I, I, I love that Saratoga has that mystique, and it, it definitely gets people fired up for the race. Um, and it, it puts you on, on, on pins and needles. So that's that's kind of the cool thing about it. Yep, I can't wait. It's always good to see the champ back. He is the champ. He's at until proven otherwise. Number five, essential quality. We're both on him in the gym dandy. <laughs> Time for Rapid Fire, presented by the inside track to the Whitney Stakes wagering guide. Available soon at racingdudes.com on the products page. Your boys, we will be at the Whitney. And of course, we'll have a guide. Are we gonna do? I was gonna ask you. I'll just do it. Ask you on air, right? We might as well put you on the spot. Are we gonna do a live bankroll for this? Since we are at the track, I think we usually wait. Well, usually with this something we started new. I think the Travers is what we were planning. I don't think we're okay. gonna do a live bankroll okay. for this one. Okay, I don't. I just don't want to get the people too excited yeah. if we're not if we're doing one or not. But okay, we'll be at the Whitney. Obviously, a wager got available. The the card is unbelievable. The Whitney is unbelievable. Uh, of course, look for RacingDudes.com if you are a subscriber. You can get those wagering guides absolutely for free. And of course, like Halterman said, we kind of last week was kind of like, okay, now we're into it. August, September, the guides are going to be coming out left and right. Of course, the Travers coming up very soon as well. So you're going to make sure you get your hands on these guides, RacingDudes.com on the products page. Look for that pre-sale to begin next early next week. All right. 
Let's go a, a day earlier to the race that's... No, it's the same race. It's the Curlin Stakes, race nine on Friday at Saratoga, worth $120,000 for three-year-olds, which have not won a graded uh, over a mile in 2021, going one and one-eighth miles. Field of seven lines up for this one. Uh, seven to five, another heavy favorite, the four-horse first captain for Suge in here. What do you think? Yeah, this is um, this race, I think, is better overall. I mean, when you get away from essential quality, forget about him, but... If not better, about equal to what we're going to see of the, of the horses in the Jim Dandy. This is a very sharp race here. Uh, a lot of horses that have a lot of potential or or maybe kind of disappointed, but their trainers quite haven't given up on them yet. Looking at you, number six, Calibrate. I went with first <laughs> captain on top, but I did it kind of begrudgingly. I, I've talked to several people kind of getting their opinions uh, about it. Um, first captain... I think the stretch out is going to help him. I think he's going to look even better stretching out a distance. He's looked very sharp in three wins. This is not a race I'm going to go short in, though. I, I really believe, uh, like, the number two snow house is going to like to stretch out in distance. I kind of like Chad Brown's uh, horse, number one, Miles D, stretching out in distance. Couldn't play him on top just because Brown is struggling on the dirt right now. Um, you know, dynamic one came out of, of, of the Kentucky Derby last time out. Um, you draw the, a line through that race. His resume looks pretty good. Collaborate. I mean, Safi Joseph still believes this horse is really good. Harvard is coming up from Churchill. They've been running well. I mean, I think it's a much tougher race than what I thought it would be when I, when I came up on first glance and thought, well, first captain's going to be tough here. I think it's going to be tough, but I did go with him on top. I, I just think he is the most likely winner. But as far as pick threes, pick fours, I'll be spreading in this race and trying to find a, a, a single elsewhere. Yeah, I, I think you have to. I mean, this this race is it's a it's gonna be a fun race to watch, and in, in terms of kind of horses that obviously, so much like the Jim Dandy, are, are going to be hopefully pointing to the to the Travers from this. And you know, you to me, if you're gonna try, first captain's the one to beat. There's no doubt about it. This horse hasn't lost and it's looked very good. And the buyers, I mean, very consistent buyers. Stretching out from a mile to a mile and eighth, it might, it might help. You might be right. It's obviously a curling horse, so you got to think it would help. But I think if if, if you're going to beat him, this would probably be the time to try to beat him because you just don't know what he is going to do stretching out. So to me, I'm taking a shot against on the top end. And, and really, there's so much speed in here. Snowhouse likes to be early early place. Harvard obviously likes to be very early place. Even first captain likes to be very close. Collaborate, your buddy. He likes to be forwardly placed. I, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, you talk about begrudgingly make a pick. Dynamic one just seems like it might kind of, like, be picking up the pieces late. He gets Irad back, which is obviously a good sign that Irad's coming back to, to ride for Pletcher here after riding this horse three straight efforts um, to kick off his career. Hey, listen, I, you're gonna have to get four to one at least on him. Anyway, I, I can't play him for less than that. But it does seem like he's gonna keep coming late, and, and if he can get if if the if the pace melts down, I mean it's not like the horse is is just absolutely awful. You scratch out the Kentucky Derby, like you say, he probably fits here. So I'll take Dynamic One, but you have to demand a price on him. Right, let's move to Saturday at Saratoga, the race eight Alfred G Vanderbilt Handicap. Grade one with 350k going six furlongs. It's not a Breeders' Cup when you're in for the sprint, but it does have the Breeders' Cup sprint winner making his return to the track. Number six, Whitmore at four to one, three to one of Friends Fire, two to one on this Chevious Alex. 
nine to two on the outside on special reserve. This is, I mean, it's a nine horse field. There's a bunch in here. You feel like they, they could have a shot to win this thing. I think it's going to be a hell of a fun race. It always is. Who do you like? It came down to two horses for me, and I ended up going Mischievous Alex on top. I just think those races at six and seven furlongs that he had a little bit earlier in the year are just a little bit better than what anybody else can do here. But I don't think, again, this is not a race I'm going to go short in. I think you can go deep uh, it, it, with a few other horses. Unfortunately, I don't love a lot of like the big prices. My second choice and the other horse, and I'm telling you, I almost pulled the trigger on the nine special reserve. Uh, this horse is hot coming in the race. Won two in a row. Uh, last time out, I know it was just Iowa. I know it was just the Iowa sprint. That horse could have beat about anybody that day. He ran very, very well. And so I kind of think this horse is just coming in at the right time. Got a lot of early speed. Kind of the one that I, I believe that Mischievous Alex and, and Whitmore will have to run down. Um, so, and speaking of Whitmore, I like the freshening. I think he's going to run big here. I just can't put him on top. But I think he's in the mix. Hey. He's he's tough, right? Because he he's ran really three. I mean, he's ran three races this year since winning the Breeders' Cup Sprint, and he really won, ran three winning races in all of them. You know, he ran his ass off, you know, in, in the Hot Springs. CZ Rocket, of course. CZ Rocket, we'll talk about here in a little bit. The Bing Crosby. It's been fun to see them face again uh, here this weekend, but maybe we'll wait for that. Count Fleet. He ran another winning race. CZ Rocket was just running too good. And then, you know, you and I both picked him. We had a big win bet on Whitmore that day at Churchill Downs, and we, we I thought he was home free. And, of course, he gets – I mean, it's the craziest photos finish. And Flagstaff somehow wins the race. Lexi Tony is second. Whitmore gets third. I mean, to, to think he got third is just unreal. But he loses by a head. So he's ran three winning races. And to come here, say he wins all three of those races, he's like – one to two or something you know what i mean like yeah so he definitely deserves a shot and and he know like he said he he brings it he's saratoga he's gonna run a big race it's just i'm with you i'm kind of like i just can't quite get there with him i think special reserve I, you said exactly what i was thinking i almost had special reserve picked i, I just think maybe the speed too much speed in the race might ultimately be the downfall of the nine, whereas I like Mischievous Alex has speed, but also with uh, Ired back aboard can kind of sit off of that a little bit. And Ired's been very good at that with this horse. Obviously, like you said, running these kind of sprints with him, he's been so good. So I want number two, Mischievous Alex. I think he sets the trip, and I think he's the best horse in the race. Two races later, right after the Jim Dandy on Saturday at Saratoga Race 10, the Bowling Green Stakes, grade two with 250K for four-year-olds and up. Going one and three eighth miles on the turf. A field of eight lines up for this one. And it's another doozy here. This is going to be a fun-ass race. You got five to two on Channel Maker, seven to two on Moon Over Miami, five to one on Channel Cat Cross Borders, nine to two, Rock Emperor, six to one, eight to one on Sham Rocket. I mean, really look at this race. Breakpoint, who's kind of an interesting second-time starter for Chad Brown, 10 to one. I mean, you look at this race and, I mean, even Red Knight doesn't look awful at 12 to one. All eight horses... I think legit have a shot to win this thing. I totally agree. And I, I this is, no, oh, this is bad, Jared. This is bad. <laughs> what? I said I'd never do it again. I said I wouldn't. Oh, no. I said I oh, would never no. do it again, Jared. Oh, no. Here we go. Number four, Here Rock Emperor. I'm going to Rock Emperor. Well, see, now I'm. 
we're, we, we're fucked because I have rock and for picks. So, I mean, I, it's over now. I mean, it's over. So, uh, you could just scratch, scratch the four out of the race and uh, assume that he's going to hang and run a huge race and get second or third so, because that's what's going to happen now. So those who don't know what I'm talking about, I have chased Rock Emperor forever. And and I'm telling you, some of these races, like the Manhattan in 2020, he had it. You know, uh, the Whittingham at Santa Anita in 2020, he had it. I mean, this horse has been so frustrating. But you look, okay, forget all of it. This year... Went to the Fort Marcy, ran very good, uh, third behind Tribuvan, who's a very nice horse, proven to be. Last time, or two races back in the Manhattan, ran really good against domestic spending, you know, got fifth. And then, I'm telling you, I thought last time out, four to five, I did pick him last time out, so that's a good sign. But I just thought it was like the perfect thought of, let's get him a race, let's get him some confidence. And he proved that he can kick away and win. He proved he's not just going to hang with other horses. Now he gets in this spot, and it's like, you're better. You're the best horse. I'm confident he has more talent than these other horses. I really, truly, honestly am. I think he's going to win this one. The price is right. You know yes. what I mean? Like, you're getting six. You're getting If you can get six to one on him, you got to take it all day long. And I'm with you. I, I Maybe I think that was such a smart move by Chad to kind of, after, you know, Running the, earlier this year, running, you know, going to the Fort Marcy and gets beat. And he goes to Manhattan, clearly domestic spending, you know, <laughs> shit all over him. But it's, you, you, you finally, you get, then you get his confidence back. You get Pratt aboard that day. He runs a huge race. You knew, like, he he dominated that race. And so now you get, and guess who's back? Rosario's back with this horse. And guess who he's not on? Channel mm-hmm. Maker. So to me, that was a huge sign, the fact that he chose to ride Rock Emperor for Chad Brown, if you get that price, if you get the closer, Rosario, I think he's gonna like. To me, I like Rock Emperor. I like Sham Rocket at eight to one, and I like I like Channel Cat at five to one. So I mean, I, I I'm playing prices here in this race. I'm gonna try to beat these guys, the the, the cross borders, um, and and the channel makers. So I'm gonna try to beat them in Moon Over Miami. I'm gonna try to beat them, and I'm gonna go with you, man. Let's just. I'm trying. I, okay, can we can we can we say it for the show? Like, if he if he doesn't win here, can you like confirm that it's over? Listen, I've done it before. Is it, is it? You've said it before, and I if I had the time, I could find every single part of the show whenever you said you're done with the Rock when, Emperor. When he lost that race in the Manhattan, that was it. And he lost four in a row after that. But I was back on him last time, but it doesn't really count. When they drop down to the allowance and you pick him, that doesn't really count. <laughs> you know, because that was a huge class drop. But now you're, I'm telling you, if I was his coach, I feel like I could give him the pregame speech to get it done. I feel like he would listen to me. He's the best horse in the race. I There's no doubt in my mind. He just got to go do it. He's, well, I he- guarantee you, he's going to make me very, very upset. But if he, if by the small chance he wins, I'll say I knew he had it in him all along. <laughs> never, never backed off once. Uh, knew he had right, it. Well, if you're watching one race, you're gonna watch this one to see if Halterman, how pissed Halterman can get. Uh, we're both on number four. Let's see if Rosario can get him home. Rock Emperor. All right, let's go to Del Mar on Saturday for race ten. The Bing Crosby Stakes, Grade One or 300K for three-year-olds and up, going six furlongs. And guess what? This is a Breeders' Cup winning. You're in for the Breeders' Cup Sprint this fall at. 
of course, Del Mar. So you look at this horse, number three, CZ Rocket, your five to two favorite. You look at this race, you look at this horse, obviously deserves to be favorite. We talked about Whitmore earlier in the, in the, uh, in the show, getting beat by CZ Rocket two times in a row at Oakland Park. They take the horse to Lone Star, oddly enough. Uh, you were there, you saw it, and he gets beat, but he lives at a mile. Now he cuts back, but now he's running without without LASIK. So what is the what's gonna happen with CZ Rocket? Are you gonna try to beat him? Yeah, I think the critical thing that you said, well, there's two things. The, the first thing you said was the, the without LASIK thing is interesting. So Magic filled me in, uh, cause I, I kind of, when, when he went to Lone Star, I was like, what in the hell is he doing? And Magic said, well, they're afraid to run him without LASIK cause he's never not, uh, you know, had LASIK in a race. So they took him to Lone Star. I thought, okay, so now he has to run without it. I think that's a pretty bad uh, situation for him. I think that makes him a big question mark. I wouldn't want to bet him as a short price with with that question mark kind of hanging in the balance. Now, as far as that Lone Star race, don't hold that against him. Uh, two turns, that's the first problem with the horse. And secondly, that was a just a, a damn mess. That track, it absolutely poured for hours before that race, so... Kind of draw a line through that one as far as performances, but I think the medication is kind of scary. Now, I went with number, uh, what would that be? Number eight, uh, Dr. Scheibel to win. And I didn't think I was going to kind of coming into the race, but uh, Flavian Pratt last year won this race on Collusion Illusion and has been riding that horse ever since. He's also been riding Dr. Scheibel. He picked Dr. Scheibel to ride here. Same, same connections too, so there's no... You know, I had a deal with this guy, not this guy. He flat out chose him. They, they interviewed him on a TVG, TVG today during the Del Mar uh, feed, telecast, whatever you want to call it. And he said, look, Collusion Illusion definitely has proven a lot more. But he said, I love how Dr. Scheibel is training coming into this race. And he says, I think his ceiling is a little higher. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say it just like this. But his ceiling is a little higher as in this horse has a little more potential than Collusion Illusion. And I think he's sitting on a big race. So... All those reasons, I took a shot with the eight, Dr. Scheibel. Um, with CZ Rocket, uh, if there's no guarantee he's going to show up and not run well without Lasix, but I wouldn't put him in a situation where he has to win for you to cash. He's kind of the definition of defensive use, and it's really only because of the medication. So we'll see what happens with him, um, but I'm going to go on top with number eight, Dr. Scheibel. Yeah, to be honest, that's the horse I was between Dr. Scheibel and, of course, uh, CZ Rocket. It, it, just for a lot of the reasons you said with Pratt choosing to ride there, same connections. You also got to look. I mean, the horse comes off of a long layoff, comes back and just fucking motors, runs a huge race back at Santa Anita. Of course, goes to Del Mar now, but it's two for two at Del Mar. So, you know, he likes the track. He's, he's a player for sure. I, to me... There's not enough to go against CZ Rocket if you're only basing it off of the medication. I think it's a, leg a legitimate concern, and it's something if you want to play against, fine. The thing, I, I talked to Magic, too, about this, and it's just like, yeah, it's, it is interesting about the, the Lasix, but, you know, there's just so much speed in this race. It's insane. Like, there's a lot of speed. It almost, I feel like it would set up perfectly for CZ Rocket to come and run him down. Vertical Thread, obviously, is going to go... Uh, quick tempo, say the name. You got he's gonna go the idiot eight rings, he's gonna go, <laughs> and then and then nine uh, brickyard, he's gonna go. So, I mean, there's a lot of horses that like this the speed, and um, yeah, both of the, the the eight to me. If you want to, I think 
play the two horses, man. Play the the eight, Dr. Scheibel, and play, uh, and of course, CZ Rocket. I think both those horses, you know, it, it's time. Even if, you, if you're if you afraid or not, like, it's CZ Rocket. The horse has won $1.4 million almost. The horse was, we, I mean, we, he, he would have won without Whitmore running so huge in the Breeders' Cup. It's time, right? If you're gonna run without Lasix, <laughs> the race is at Del Mar. If this is at Del Mar, you gotta run them here. So it's time, CZ Rocket, that's my pick, but I think you played those two horses and move on. All right, let's stay at Del Mar, but let's go to the next day. Sunday, race nine, Clement L. Hirsch Stakes. This is a great one worth uh, 300K for Phillies Mares, three-year-olds and up going one, one sixteenth miles, and it is another Breeders' Cup winner in an event for the Distaff this fall, of course, also at Del Mar. And look at this field here. You got a field of seven lines up. She dares the devil opting to run out here uh, at Del Mar for Brad Cox. Venetian Harbor in here as well. You got As Time Goes By for the legendary Bob Baffert. Warren Showtime at the one horse. What do you think of this field? It, it, it's maybe not the, the, the best field going into the for the distaff when you're in. But it does offer some com competitive, uh, you know, uh, horses in here. Venetian Harbor, She Dares the Devil, your favorite horse, She Dares the Devil. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. It's an interesting feel. Like I said, I don't think they're world beaters. I'm I'm kind of jumping off She Dares the Devil this time, so I'm sure she'll mm -hmm. win. Um, <laughs> you know, in the Watch Moraine, two races back, we sat right there and watched it, and she won, and we both kind of looked at each other like, not great. That was not a great performance. And then uh, the Ogden Phipps, we were there once again and we watched it and we said that was absolute shit. She was awful. So um, I think she finds an easier spot here. No question about it, right? Got beat by Latruska. That's a very good horse. But oh, by the way, also got beat by Bonnie South, who was nowhere in the Delaware <laughs> handicap next time out. So come on. Um, Golly, she was awful. Yeah, I, I debated between Venetian Harbor and as time goes by, I don't know. I think it, I think the distance just might get Venetian Harbor. I think she might be like, you know, one of the more talented horses in this race, but I don't think the distance is going to work. I hate myself. I picked as time goes by. Hopefully she loses, but I did pick the horse to win. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny too, because I'm like, that's exactly how I handicapped the race. So I was just like, yeah. you know, I'm picking her. She's won two in a row. Two back was by... 10 links. She got beat by freaking Swiss guy ever in the Beholder Mile. I mean, this is obviously a pretty good horse. I, it, it's to the point where you, I mean, what can we do? We can either bitch about it or you got there, they're in the race and you got to pick, try to pick a winner, right? So, like I picked Murray. What I, are you going to uh, do? It was a handicap or uh, main special weight race Sunday, I think, last yeah. Sunday. And I picked. By the way, Murray is a horse. I mean, like he, as of now, he can't run a horse in the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. But, Murray seems like a pretty promising prospect. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, everything about it was like, oh, this is really good. And they had another horse in the race. And, and people, Baffert had won for like six days. And people will always just think, well, they're done. They're dead. And they don't bet them as hard. And it's, that's just crazy. It's, listen, if, if guys go through a little bit of cold streaks at Del Mar and Saratoga, talking about a week or two, it doesn't mean they're no good. It, it's hard to win races there. So anyway, back to the thing. Um, he won. He won by like a pole. It was five to two. You know, I had been told the horse was good, and I just I still wanted to throw up. I bet the horse, made money on the horse, and it's like, yeah, that's not good. Just not fun. And that's how I'll feel here yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like you say, you kind of have to until otherwise. I mean, I, I, 
get like you can either try to beat there's really no reason to try to beat her you know other than just uh, not liking <laughs> Bob Baffert and I've been there and it just doesn't work so you and I are both uh, begrudgingly taking the three as time goes by and finally let's go to Saratoga on Sunday race nine the Amsterdam stakes grade two or 200k for three-year-olds going six and a half furlongs on the main trek there field of six lines up for this one and look at this rematch of the woody stevens drain the clock versus jackie's warrior they draw right next to each other the two and the three horse obviously this is a rematch we all want to see after what the way they threw it down in the woody stevens of course jackie's warrior threw it down in the pat day mile comes to the woody stevens as a heavy favorite Looks like a winner. Drain the clock says no. We were there for it. What do you think? Who are you going with in this one? I am going to go with um, Jackie's Warrior to turn the tables and kind of get revenge, so to speak. Uh, I think it helps that even though it's only a half furlong, I do think it helps that it's a little bit of a cutback. I think the shorter, the better for Jackie's Warrior. I think six would even be better. <laughs> I just think the source likes to go as fast as he can, as far as he can, and he's super fast, so he can run those, those yeah, at sprint distances, he could still get out in front. A lot of times when you cut a horse back, that runs like a mile, mile and 16th, and they have to run six furlongs, they're not fast enough to go early. That's not the case with him. So. I, I think that makes a little bit of a difference. I think if he gets away a little cleaner this time, he can kind of separate himself and be tough to catch. Um, so I'm going to go Jackie's Warrior, but it, listen, it's it's going to be a good one, no doubt. It's, I mean, we talked about, obviously we have a lot of sprint um, implications this weekend uh, across the country, mind you, at Del Mar and Saratoga, and this one's no different. Jackie's, you know, these are three-year-olds, but they still are... They're sprinters, drain the clock. Jackie's were they should have shown it, you know, ever since Jackie's been cut back from the Southwest. I mean, has been, ran really too good to lose. Ran a better race, frankly, in the Woody Stevens. Just got beat by an unbelievable effort. I mean, that was one of those where we obviously had Jackie and, and you're like, well, what can you do? I mean, drain the clock ran awesome. Uh, and yep. really it's just a matter of can he repeat that effort? We know, I mean, I feel like you know Jackie can because when Jackie's been sprinting, it's been, forget it and frankly drain the clock when he's been sprinting I mean, let's not forget this horse finished second in the fountain of youth this horse could have ran the kentucky derby um and obviously didn't but you know this is a horse that is very talented and just overall talented i kind of went into the final my final decision was like listen Safi's not gonna win a bunch of races he never wins a bunch of races in saratoga right <laughs> he's gonna win with mischievous alex on saturday he's not winning here i'm picking jack's word yeah that's that's gonna be a good race this is a hell of a race i mean okay so real quickly before we we end uh, rapid fire like what out of all these sprinters that we're gonna see this weekend you know saturday and sunday across the country i mean did, like do you think that jackie and and or drain the clock two, two three-year-olds can they compete with these horses yeah absolutely yep i i think they're just as good uh i now a lot of people make that big deal about that jumping up to face you know uh, olders but i just think by the time the british cup gets here it's not that big a deal um if drain the clock beats jackie's warrior again i i definitely think drain the clock is all of a sudden the one and we can forget about jackie's warrior because that yeah, maybe two times in a row and then it'll be drain the clock as the big you know hey this horse can beat the olders but i think both of them are in a position to do it and the great thing about it like you said 
you're gonna you're gonna see all the older run Saturday, and you're gonna see these two run Sunday, and I think we'll have a pretty clear picture of how they stack up after that. Yeah, I mean, definitely feels like you're gonna get a pretty good idea of who's who's legit and who's not, you know, out of these yeah. uh, out of these next couple uh, days. You know, and uh, Joshua says, "How's the early pace look?" Um, really, you, know, you look at this race, and it's, I mean, there is some pace in the in the on the front end there, but nothing that compares to drain the clock and Jackie's Warrior. They stand stand out on a numbers perspective, both time form and the buyer department. To me, it's just it's you got to know Jackie's gonna go. And it's a lot of it's just like like a lot of like with drain the clock, you know. And uh, and Irad is like got to make it have to make a choice, right? Like how close do I want to sit, and do I want to, you know? Because he had he had time, you know, the seven furlongs, that extra half a furlong made the difference, right? In in, yep. in the Woody Stevens, he's gonna have to be a little bit more closer to this race because he may not be able to get to him um, if he doesn't. So this will be interesting how this race plays out. But you and I are both on the three horse Jackie's word. <laughs> It's all done. We have to check out RacingDudes.com for our free picks on our premium selection on our products page. Click the Get Racing Dudes Premium button at RacingDudes.com to learn more about our premium products. And, of course, that Whitney Stakes wagering guide that you're going to want to get your hands on for next week. And speaking of the Whitney Stakes, your boys, myself, Halterman, a bunch of us actually uh, will be there. Ricky, I think Ricky's yep. going to be there. We'll all be at Saratoga for the Whitney, and you'll want to, you'll want to hit us up. You know, one thing about us at Saratoga is – we will be yeah. drinking the whole time and we will be having a good time and hopefully we we'll be cashing some tickets. So hit us up if you're uh, going to be at Saratoga and we can, uh, we can hang out. Right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, listen, it's going to be a lot of fun Do it early in the day. So we remember. Uh, so. Ricky will be there. Paul and Monique will be there. Of course we will be there. Casey Buck is coming down. The legend Casey Buck will be there. Um, he said, he said, is Jared going? I said, yeah, he's going. He goes, ah, I got to come down. So, He's excited. Yeah. Uh, if you don't see us at the track, hit us up out, out downtown. We'll be all over. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Come hang out with us. We hung out with, um, gosh, a lot of new people last time. I don't even remember all their names, but they were a lot, a lot of good guys down there last time. So, um, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. One week from today, we will we will be in Saratoga. I have to say, you know, this is, uh, you know, I've obviously went back to the Breeders' Cup. Um, of course, the Derby is the Derby. Went back for that, of course, the Belmont, but Saratoga, man, like this is this feels extra special to be kind of be going. Like when you talk about coming back to the track, this is the track, right? This is the track that you think about when you say I want to be back at the live racing. It's Saratoga, and I cannot wait to be there. So you broke it in a little bit for me last uh, two weeks ago, I guess. Um, yep. Hopefully, hopefully we can we can handle when we get there. So. Uh, yeah, hit us up if you guys are going to be around. Remember, racingdudes.com is your destination site for all for horse racing picks and information. Go to racingdudes.com to learn more. We're on Twitter at RacingDudes, Instagram, and Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, or even the website at racingdudes.com. Uh, go check out the Magic Mike Show. What did the Magic Mike Show do? Have you seen? They did the Saratoga Late Pick Four. So they go check out the Magic Mike Show. Uh, if you want a little more information for what we talked about on Saturday, see what they're going with. Make sure you go check them out on all those same channels as well. Um, any final thoughts, Mr. Halterman, before we close this puppy up? Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I feel like I gave a lot on the show. I don't have any thoughts left. I, I, I think the Rock Emperor kind of, kind of just <laughs> rally cry, uh, battle cry, whatever, however you want to call it, probably took it all out of me. Um, I'm gonna have to use that for the opening to try to really bring this one home. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it, Rocket. <laughs> you can do it! <laughs>
listen, Chad needs me. Chad needs me to be in that barn and get eye to eye with that horse and tell him, you can do it. You're better than these horses. You got to believe. You got to believe in yourself. And I think <laughs> I think you'll get the job done. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of Chad Brown, what where the hell is Holly motivated? Well, let's see if he's had to work. That's a very good question. I thought about that because I did. I thought they, he they were going to do like the Amsterdam route. Uh, yeah, he worked uh, the twenty third. He he oh. he, came, he came back and made it work uh, on okay. June sixth, and then he didn't work again until July sixteenth, and then he made another work. So he's back on track. Two yeah. works in a row, uh, but you got to think they're going to go, with, you know, like one turn, maybe dirt mile. You know, I think maybe that makes a yeah, lot of sense. Yeah, I would, I would look for him, Belmont meet probably. I don't think he's going to run up here. I don't know. They may get him in the. God, the Jerkins would be a really tough race, but he could be ready by then. I wouldn't want to start him back there. Maybe they find some kind of allowance for him. Um, but yeah, you're looking late Saratoga, early Belmont meet at the earliest, I would think for, for highly motivated. When you think about him, you know, how, whatever you want to say about him in the Derby, but you know, he's a horse that damn near beat, uh, St. Louis Derby for highly motivated. <laughs> he would fit. It would, it, wait, it, uh, St. Louis Derby's on Traverse day. So bring him there. <laughs> You know, he's a horse about beef. It's such a quality shit, man. I thought he did. So I thought he was going to. So surely he uh, can go win the St. Louis Derby. Surely, right? Why not? (laughs) He can do it if he. (laughs) The the St. Louis Derby prep into the Breeders' Cup. It works every time, right? (laughs) (laughs) Work for Lawyer Ron. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. uh, Again, uh, make sure to check us out this weekend for all your picks and information. And uh, look out for that witty guide, and we'll be at the track. So hit us up at Saratoga next week. I'm Jared Welch, Darren Halterman. Good luck this week. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com, as good as it gets. <laughs> Comes Rock Emperor. Here comes Rock Emperor. Here comes Rock Emperor.